Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. So Memphis basketball uh, got their first commitment of the 2023 recruiting class. A young man by the name of Ryan Forrest, 6'2", three-star shooting guard. Uh, he's a senior at uh, Link Academy in Missouri, the number 37 shooting guard in the country, number eight overall player in the state of Missouri. He is uh, the cousin of special assistant to the head coach, Sean Forrest. Uh-huh. So there is the connection there. Uh, he got an offer late in August, uh, got it at the end of his unofficial visit, and uh, and took advantage of that offer. Uh, look, I know uh, people will see, well, he's a three-star. I, I watched some, um, you know, some clips of him. I haven't seen him in person. Sure. Um, he, he's a you know he's a pretty good athlete. Interesting prospect. Yeah, I mean he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, seems to be a decent enough shooter. Um, you know I, I I think really what it sort of shows is just the dynamics of you know how recruiting has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like recruiting used to be. Uh, I mean it was really uh, a round the clock sort of obsession. You know in a place like Memphis, right? Like who was met. I, I I think back to you know that 2019 class right yeah. with James Wiseman and Precious Achua and Lester Quinones, you know, and I just remember how people were just always you know DJ like everybody wanted to know, okay oh, yeah. who are they getting who are they getting who are they getting and I think I really do I think that has changed in this day and age in this world that we live in now because truth is how many kids are you recruiting year to year now anyway. In the high school ranks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I don't think many. Um, you put out offers and, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you get guys where you can. But, you know, the truth is if you're Penny Hardaway, if you're the you know the majority of these coaches, you're probably going to focus on waiting. Transfer dudes. Yeah. 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 You're, you're going to focus on, you know, who who's going to be available. Right. Because, look, I, I mean – if I was running a college basketball program, right, and I need to win, I need to make the tournament, I need to do all these things, mm-hmm. would I rather have a guy who is a promising young high school prospect in the hundreds, you know, who may one day turn into a good player, mm-hmm. that I'm going to have to grow and build, right. and I'm going to have to invest in him, and I'm going to have to give him, he's going to have to work, play through some mistakes, yeah. or... Would I rather let him go somewhere else, right, and and somebody else do that, right, and then take advantage two years down the road? 
Well, and it works on both sides too, right? These kids generally, I realize, like Mike Miller's son, redshirted. Yes. Kids don't want a redshirt. Yes, they don't want to come to your program Most and have do you. Not. They they are not coming to Memphis and having you tell them that they're redshirting. Yeah, no, I and and I understand. That. Jonathan Lawson did that, right? He did do it, and uh, you know there was some back and forth over he, whether he would do it, but he did do it, and uh, you know, look, it, it could work out for him. Uh, it, it put it probably it would have probably also worked out for him if he decided to go somewhere else, right. and just play. Um, so that's the thing. Is like you know, Memphis had no; they have no incoming yeah. high school recruits. This is this the season, first. Right? This is their first guy for the twenty-three. First guy for twenty-three, and they had no guys in twenty-two. Um, and the level of it maybe speaks to what you're talking about. Not, I'm not saying he's a crappy. It's yeah. just like he's not this touted five star that we're used oh, no, to in, just, in these conversations to lead off your class. I, I, you know, yeah, I feel like you know, again, I think he's he, he seems to be a good player. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, this is not like uh, an indictment of him at all. Uh, it's just uh, it's just like if he were not the cousin of an assistant on the staff, right. would he have been a priority for the University of Memphis? Well, and it, maybe that's a good thing, too, because you know the player a little more oh, intimately sure. as no, opposed I, to this tertiary three-star. It's not, a, it's not a, uh, a statement on the young man's talent, yeah. okay? I want to make that very clear. It's just philosophically... As a as a coach, you know what are you focusing on, right? Right. right. I mean, I think you know, ten times out of ten, you're going to want to take the experience because, I mean, fifteen hundred kids are transferring every year, right? Like you can, and 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 look, some people hate that. Some people. No, it's free agency every year now. Yeah, some people cannot. Some people cannot stand that. That is how college basketball recruiting recruiting has gone, but it is the way it's going now. Um. And I and, and I just I, I just think you have to be, you have to be very careful as, as a coach because you don't know who's going to be available. You know what I'm saying? You don't know yeah. who is going to transfer after the season because the season hasn't started yet. So I really, honestly, like the early period. Like again, they took this kid not because he, he's talented, all that he's ranked, all that he's the cousin. He's perfect though because you're not plugging a hole for the next Kendrick Davis. Right, like the next kid that you're going to pluck off the transfer wire that could be like well, your starting point guard. And here's the other thing: they're going to have a lot of scholarships to fill. Right, they're right. going to they're yeah. have to replace Kendra Davis. They're going to have to replace DeAndre Williams. They're going to replace Alex Lomax. Yeah. Going to have to replace Malcolm Dandridge. They're going to have to replace you know even uh, the last dude on the bench. Like yeah, yeah they're going to they're going to they're going to like it's not like they're strapped for scholarships here. Right. right. I'm just saying, by and large, I think the days of you know, because James Wiseman, let's just think about back to him. Now he's he is his own mm-hmm. uh, entity. He's the number he's the number one player in the country. Had a connection to the coach, but he committed in the early signing period. Yeah. He did it on Sports Center. It was a big thing. It was a big ordeal. I think that those days are probably behind us. Yeah. Right, the days of yeah, yeah. I mean, can you even think of the last big Sports Center commitment announcement? Like I, they no. they don't happen as much anymore, right? No. Well, but, and a lot of these kids are taking it into their own hands. Like I didn't even know this guy had Memphis in his final. That's four. That, that's true too. I mean, that's uh, and then and they should they should have the right yeah. to do that. Right. I would I would Make try to own as much of my own stuff now as a content creator, I, especially if you're yep. good. No, because the NIL. I yeah. mean, you have to build your own brand now. <laughs> in fact, I'd probably have a a a, a junior salesperson who's a senior in high school with me who's going to be part of my hopeful future marketing plans. Yeah, uh, but but the reality is is that if you're a head coach right now uh, and, and, and you have had as much success as Penny has had in the transfer portal, yeah. then you just don't want to blow your load on early right. scholarship. You know what I'm saying? No, that's like, true, that's right. Because you know, in, in, the end, in the end, what ends up happening is you just piss people off. 
Well, and you can get dudes late. You're oh, going to have that's these. That's what Penny is a specialty. Yeah. It's his specialty. There's these ragtag Imani Bates-like cats who are just going to Eastern Michigan or whatever on other teams. Well, he wasn't ragtag at the time. You know what I'm saying, but though. Yes. Like, the second go-around. Yeah, like, after, after uh, the well, year Well, that's how Memphis. we got the kid from Miami. Yes. Uh, who's uh, now at, like, uh, Bryant. Bryant. He's in Brazit Bryant, Ooh. which I think is in, like, the NEC. Yeah, that's a that's a... That's, That's a, a fall, fall from, far grace. from grace there, bro. Indeed it is, yes. But, but you got those guys available late. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, even even Jalen Duran. I mean, these guys signed in August, right? right? Like, the the truth is— How did we forget that? Um, you know, I think if you're a head coach, it is just in the— Again, one or two do you pick off, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, they like this kid. What I have, I have no problem. Like, the, you know, the, it's, it's good to have— projects, right? Yeah. It's good to have things coming down the pike so that you don't exclusively rely on the transfer pool every year because you would like to have Yeah. You, you would like to have a culture, right? And I think that Pitty has that. Yeah. But it, but it's it gets harder to maintain if you don't have your sort of stalwarts, right? Like if you don't have the guys that have been in the program for a year, two years, right. three years. DeAndre Williams has, right? It's, Alex yeah, Lomax yeah, has. Yeah. Malcolm Dandridge has. They still have several guys. They're all thirty years old too. They're all uh, they're all thirty years old, and <laughs> yeah. it, should, it should be in the workforce. No, it's true. But 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 no, you know I, what you got? It, it, it's good to have guys who, when you bring in these transfers, yeah. right? You don't want to have a bunch of new dudes every single year. Yeah. Because regardless of, and Memphis is going to run into that this year too. Like just because these guys are older does not mean that you won't face the same issues in terms of pecking order, in terms of rotations, in terms of all the things that have plagued Memphis in the past. Because yeah. whereas, you know, and we haven't talked a lot about Memphis basketball because, you know, they've been out of season, but whereas a year ago it was, you know, Imani Bates, it was Jalen Duran, it was Landers Nolly, it was, you know, those guys want to get to the NBA, sure, right? In in a year, and, they're, and they project and likely will be NBA players. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, eventually we'll see on yeah. Imani Bates, right? We'll but, see. But he, they were here. Imani Bates was only wanting to be here for a year, right? Right? Or you know, there were yeah, maybe G League, the, the eligibility yeah. thing, right? I mean, because well, I think a, that 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 was my point was you might have ruled out some things that you're going to change philosophically as a coach is what you're learning. And one of them is you're not having these grandiose announcements. The kids aren't doing that. Yeah. You're probably not going and grabbing some of those kids unless you have a relationship with the kid. And you might be sending in, you might be spending your NIL, NIL war chest. In other words, your PowerPoint presentation. Yep. You might be spending it on the kids that are already on the roster. Yes. Right? Uh, you're, you're going to try to keep DeAndre or you're trying to oh, keep... Oh, for sure. You're, sp- you're spending resources to to re-recruit those kids. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about that. I mean, that's and 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 he's had to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's had to do that in the past. But, you know, the same issues that you ran into with Amani Bates only wanting to be here for a year, etc. These guys, Keontae Kennedy, Kendrick Davis, etc. These they're on their last stops. Right. They're all the same. All the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is the end of the road for them in college. No more eligibility. Kendrick Davis came here because this is his last chance. That's the perfect that's the perfect person on your roster. Oh, th- no doubt. I mean, that's I, and I still think it's underrated. I still think even as he's been, you know, talked about as the best transfer available in the portal, I still think the impact that he is going to have for Memphis right. is is going to be absolutely massive. You know, I really do. I think he is going to take them from a team that always gets off to a slow start, that always has the infighting. Like, you know, if he is right and, and, and guys in that locker room respect him, which, I again, I think they will because of his, his experience and what he's done – um, then they're going to be able to, you know, I, I don't know what their record will be because it is a tough schedule, but they'll have the opposite yeah. of last season, right? Yeah. They'll, I think they'll should be- get off to a faster start. Absolutely, they'll beat some teams. They'll pick up some nice wins. Yeah. 
they'll, you know, I, I think for the first time under Penny Hardaway, we'll have a chance to look up in February and Memphis is not behind the eight ball as it relates to the NCAA tournament, right? That they're actually sort of, okay, they put, a, they put together a resume and they don't have to win seven of their next eight, right? right which they've had to do every year the last, and they did it last year to their total credit, right? They no, they figured it out, but like the problem is, I don't think, I think you make a really good point. I think in years we've gotten snake bitten because there's been so much talent on the roster like Amani Bates, and it's your first year with Amani Bates. The problem is, it's really hard, as we learned, to go out and beat Iowa State um, with a season of tra- you know a bunch of transfers on the roster, and you've got Amani Bates, and you're trying to figure out if he's a damn point guard. It's hard to live like that every single year, right? Whereas it's- if you trot out. Kendrick Davis, yes. day one, like it's a little different. And by the way, it's not easy to get Kendrick Davis. No. I mean, that's that's a that is, I think, the most significant <laughs> recruiting victory yeah. of Penny Hardaway because he was always going to get James Wiseman. Right. He was always going to get DJ Jeffries. You know, Precious Achua was was a was a huge one, and he had the of course the assistance of Mike Miller on that one. Um, but but in terms of what do you need, and who, and and who do you need, I think. Kendrick checks more boxes. Like, and again, like I, one of the things that I wondered about for Penny in the recruiting was I knew he was going to kill it in the first year, in the first two years, when he still had sort of a grip on guys he had coached with Team Penny, right, or that he had seen yeah. on the circuit. That was obvious, you know. And you, and you got to get it started some way, and that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's why they had the urgency to hire him when they did, because Memphis knew just as well as everybody else did that he was going to be able to put together monster yeah. recruiting classes. So I figured, you know, look for the 2019 class, twenty twenty, like he would he would be able to do that and, and handle it really well. What I've been impressed by is he's gotten further and further away from it. His classes have remained really good. Twenty twenty one was number one with Imani Bates and Jalen Dirt. He had no con- connections to those kids. Uh, and obviously this one, built differently, built in a different way. There's not recruiting rankings because these guys are existing college basketball players, but I would say this is a, you know, Keontae Kennedy was a double-digit scorer. Uh, K.O. was a guy who is freaky and was already going through the draft process mm-hmm. despite only averaging four points a game. Like, that tells you a lot, right? It tells you a lot that a kid like K.O. was going through the draft process and he only averaged four points a game. And it tells you about where he sort of stacks up in terms of the NBA and how yeah. they view him. He is going to be a good basketball player. I'm excited about him. So you get him. You get Kendrick Davis. Like I, I think it's a damn good well, recruiting bro, class. What if you bring in KO? Because we all were bagging on the KO thing before we got a chance to see the kid play, and then it turns out he's a freak. Yeah, no, like, you turn him in from from was it UTSA? Yeah, he's like four points a game, four four UTA, rebounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was getting like a couple blocks to somebody who, who potentially tracks as a as a monster, and then you send that kid to the NBA. I think you got yeah. a chance. Like you talking to other recruits that are that are transfers next year. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna. They're going to go be like, man, I got to go play for Penny. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think that's another thing that's working out for him. If if the Kendrick Davis experience goes well, if they make another NCAA tournament, you know, it won't be necessarily about the the high school kids. It'll be about those right those Tra- what, other future transfers. What, what what used to be the crown jewel of college basketball recruiting was the grad transfer, right? Yeah, because he's put in four years, he's won some games, he knows what it takes to the college basketball level. And at the absolute worst case scenario, if it's a mess. He's gone in a year, right? Right. But now everybody's a grad. You got that one trying transfer rule. Everybody's yeah. a grad. So, yeah. so it's just like you don't have to wait for a guy to be on the tail end of his career. You can go grab him now as yeah. a as a freshman, as a sophomore, as whatever, um, and, and you can reap the benefits. Hey, look, it, it's doggy dog. It's like it's a big fish, little fish. It's the way it goes. 
you know, Memphis football is going to have to deal with that, and then they'll have to, you know, eat the small fish, uh, you know, on the other side. That's, right. that's the way it goes. Uh, but uh, Memphis did land their first commitment of 2023, young man by the name of Ryan Forrest. Next story. All right, Devontae Adams, man. Devontae Adams, my number one receiver. He is in some hot water. Uh, last night as the Raiders were soaking in the 30-29 to loss and walking off the field, Devontae Adams shoved a photographer who was uh, in his way. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah. It was in his way. But Devontae Adams put two hands on him and shoved him. The guy fell. And now the guy is saying that he was injured and he had to be admitted to, uh, to the hospital, to a local hospital. Devontae Adams released a statement afterward. Uh, he said, I want to apologize to the guy. There was some guy running off the field, and he ran, like jumped in front of me coming off the field, and I bumped into him, kind of pushed him, and he ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him literally just running in front of me. I shouldn't have responded that way, but that's how I initially responded, so I want to apologize to him for that. He was a freelancer working for Monday Night Football. That's the man. Oh. Uh, he filed a report to Kansas City Police, said they're going to investigate the incident. Uh, the man was transported to a hospital, according to police, and was treated for injuries that, thankfully, were preliminarily thought to be non-life-threatening. Now, if you see this this push, mm-hmm. it is, and this is where we are, right? I, 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 I would like to believe that, and this is the thing about Twitter, right? Twitter always knows how they would handle a situation, and they would always handle it so perfectly. You got to get that, ain't Yeah. I would like to believe that if I were on the wrong side of this, that I would not try to feign injury. I know that this guy signed a big contract. I know that he's got a lot of money. But, like, am I really – is my conscience going to allow me to pretend that I was injured by this very, very slight for, you know, exertion of force here? No. You wouldn't do that. I, I don't think I would do it. I don't. I I would no, like you to. Wouldn't. I would like to believe you that would I would not, not do, do this. it. I would like to and, believe that. You know, it's funny. I saw the video, and I've watched the video a bunch, which I don't know why. We're, this is what the other problem with Twitter is: you see the video over and over again. Um, I think you got to be careful with people who are mentally fragile coming off a football field. And I know I'm not trying to make excuses for Devonte Adams. Yep. Like he had a pretty good game actually until the the, the fourth quarter there, and it kind of got away from him. But like. I can see a scenario, and again, I, I'm not forgiving it. He apologized, and I would have too. But, like, you're pissed off. Think about it. Let's, let's use the logical force here. Uh-huh. You're pissed off. You just lost. That, that cameraman who works for Monday Night Football knows he just lost, and he kind of jumps at him a little bit. Yeah. And that's what Devontae said. I mean, it looks like yep. there's this, and it's a camera. It's coming right at you. It's like, bro. Yep. Like, I can see, I can understand why he did what he did. Like, at the, I'm not. Absolving yeah, I, him. I mean, again, but like, don't sue him. Come on, man. Oh, he's getting sued. No, he's going to sue him, and he's going to probably get a, a, a settlement. He's going to get a stupid settlement, and it drives me insane, Frank. I don't want to be the uh, get off my long guy, but it, it totally drives me insane. I mean, like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'll sure the attorney would say, like, no, yeah, you, you do it. I know like, Morgan and Morgan to put a spot yeah, out, and yeah, they put him on TV. Yeah. But bro, yeah. like, this is where we're at, and it, it kind of sucks. Mean, it, uh, it, the guy's going to get a guaranteed no, payout. He's, it's a check. It's, it's going to be a six figure check. So frustrating, man. He, he's going to get a six figure check, no doubt about it. Devontae's gonna ride it, it like t- today, right? He's gonna be like, just like I- I'm done. No, like, he's he might have just retired from his TV gig. 
Like with for sure. That's what sucks. For like you just sure. paid off dudes. If he's sixty, he just paid off the last five years of his his working time. I I, I do think like it, how ridiculous to say that it was thought to be non life threatening. Are we joking here? Like I, I you know last week with the Draymond thing, people said I was toxic, and I, maybe maybe I have gotten so like I used to not be, but I've been doing this long enough to where maybe now I am old school. <laughs> like I think you are. Like maybe I'm old school now because like I just I feel like we live. You know, I, I I heard what Draymond said, and I'm just like, you know, his his locker was next to Jordan Poole's. Like, they clearly have a relationship. They're going to be grown men, and, and they're going to put it behind them. Yeah. That's the way that they it should be handled. That's the way I think I would handle it. Yeah. You know, in the end, Jason and I— The only difference on that one that I disagree with is when Steve Kerr positioned it, after the video's out there, like you can't be the guy talking about family and stuff after the video's released on no, that. No, look, one. It, it's a that's bad a, that's it's a, a bad look. But the only reason why but we're, I'm with you on the general thought. We've seen it now and so right. we have a different view of it. But my my whole thing is just like, you know, Jason and I have had many arguments that have gotten very heated, very testy off the air. Right. And, but 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 what's the greater goal here, right? Right. We're trying to win together. We're advancing the organization in the you show. You know what I'm saying? The show is like, together. We're, right. we're trying to do that. We're right. trying to win the, whatever the equivalent of an NBA championship is right. here on this show and on this station. And so we say, you know what? We're better together. Sure. Even as, as, as he has abandoned me at my post this week. But in, and in terms of the Devontae thing... You got to understand when people are fragile a little bit. I feel like well, I, I'm I mean, not saying that I'm, I'm perfect. That. No, I mean, he, but like he, he's just coming off the field. He's just reacting. He's pissed. He's one and four. Whoa, he's never been through anything face, like this like, in his know. life and his career. But especially if he goes to the hospital and it's non life threatening, it's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of a joke. It, the whole thing is a joke. But uh, that's the Raiders. I mean, that's the Raiders. The whole the, <laughs> the whole thing is a joke. I mean, you got the like the, it, it. It just pissed me off because I was like I knew. Like the, he of knew course, where it was going. Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Okay, he comes to the Raiders and he's running into Hunter Renfro. That was br- that was awful. I was like, of course, of course, of uh, course, of course. I you know I'm, that I'm, one's by the way on Renfro. It appears like I think it was on Devontae. You do? I, I, yeah, I think that's I think that one was on. Devontae. Is that what they said? Yeah. That was they that. said the route was wrong, and I think that's why Devontae was extra frustrated, right? Because he, he was knows. on himself. I thought the, I thought it was a bad play call. I mean, why are you going for that on fourth and one? Just you have fifty seconds left. You have plenty of time. What was it a pick play that they were trying to pluck off the, the defense? Yeah, the, the, I mean, the were, safety. They there? were just try, they, they were trying to get Renfro open there. Like do a, oh okay over the middle. It almost looked like a rub there until they ran well, that's into. That's because each other. they that's because they ran into each other. No, it wasn't supposed to look like I that. I know. Well, there you go. I would have just run the ball with Jacobs up the middle just to get the yard. It, that probably would have been the. They were doing it the whole freaking game and it was yeah. working. I mean, I just feel like you unnecessarily took a if third and one. Okay, right. But you yeah. have to you have to 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 survive and to extend your life in this game. You got to pick up just the one yard, and you had fifty seconds right. left. So it's not like. You know, you could have gotten the line if you needed to spike it. You could have done that and had 42 seconds left. Yep. Plenty of time to pick up a first down and get in range for Daniel Carlson. Uh, but Devontae Adams, and as the Raiders often do, they compound the problem. Uh, and now he's going to have to write, I don't know, what $150,000 check? I think a six figures will get it done. So it's going to be hundred grand out of his pocket probably for this cat. He's gonna, He's probably going to say the neck. and. Oh, yeah. The mental stress, the work he missed, the environmentals of the situation. You can just already write the script on this thing. The embarrassment on that because the cameras yeah. caught it. That's yeah. the other thing. The cameras caught it. This guy, this guy lucked into a <sighs> six-figure payday because, like, you know, it, it won't go there though. 
that's just what his attorneys will threaten to say. No, and if you're Devontae with all you've got, you just, just go. Just get rid of it. You just go, yeah. let's please end this misery. Yeah, you don't just want be, to be in court over this. You know no. what I'm saying? You don't want this to drag out. You want it, So, you okay, what, what what do I have to give you for you to, like, go away? That is what he's going to ask. And that's, and that's you know, and that's, I don't know what that would It's a lot more seedy than catching a baseball at a baseball game for the 60-second home run from Aaron oh, Judge. 100%. That's above board as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because you one, caught the ball. Yeah, you, you got the money. You're the lucky guy. This yeah. one is just luck in a different way, bro. Don't be that guy. If, you know that's what's happening. If you were that guy, though, if we don't know the situation, we don't know what he's going through, what would be your number? Oh, I would... Like, realistically, I, I am, what would you ask let, for? Let's say if I was that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy, by the way. I swear to God, as my whole, it, 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 with my hand, if I am healthy and I walked out of a hospital and, like, I'm okay, there is no chance I'm suing Devontae Adams or asking for money. Well, first of all, you're not going to the hospital. No. I mean, come on, dude. I'm not going to the hospital because let's not play the charade here. But 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 say you did. But what, let's say I'm the number? bad guy and I... I'm gonna I'm gonna rake Devonte over the coals because I I need some cash and you and you're saying okay if you pay me this I'll go away. I probably start two fifty two fifty quarter yeah, of a million and then dollars work down from there and then I I negotiate it with the attorney to probably get me to honey. Well, because here's the thing, it's gonna cost you money to go to court too. He yeah, knows that. He knows that, but he's already put that into his calculus here. If you're gonna go down the road of being the guy who does this, well, the, and, and the attorney, the, these kind, these kind of attorneys don't charge until the payout, yeah, right? Until you get your money. Yeah, I've heard the spot. So okay, it's you start two fifty and you work backwards. You can't start at a milli because it's no, absurd that's and they'll throw you out. And yeah. like, and then Devontae will just go, "This is stupid." Like, so you start two fifty. What do you think? I was thinking more like 150, but 250 is probably a good starting. I think you got to go a little over the number, right? So you get back to the number, right? Right. But I mean, 150. Do you have to pay taxes on that, by the way? I don't know on a settlement. Yeah. Probably. I'm a, yeah, I, I think yeah, you, you do because it's, in, it's it's going in your bank account. Yeah, so it's, it's income. Yeah, that's it's incoming. Yeah. So yeah, I think you have to go 25. You have to go uh, 250. Yeah, I'd hold the camera pay. up and run into Devonte Adams for 150 grand though, but I ain't doing it. Yeah, that was Bro. a uh, that was a wild scene last Even the, night. The hit was not egregious. It was a bit of a flop too, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean, he's got the heavy camera. I'm hey, sure. Devontae I know Adams I sound is not, like I'm being cold hearted as hell this, right this, now. No, because I, I know he's an NFL player. Okay, I get it. Whatever. He's in pads, all that. This Devonte Adams is not a big guy. He's not an offensive lineman or a linebacker pushing you. Now, you know what I'm saying? What I will say is the Rams hit on the on the streaker guy with the, with the cloud of smoke at the at the Niners yes. game. Yes. Better hit, less of a no case. Better hit because he no case. was not supposed to be there in the first place. You're not yes. supposed to be there, yes. so you're getting nothing. No, and if, if, and, and if that, this, if that no same settlement. thing had happened to this guy, we'd be talking about millions, right? I yes, mean, we'd be talking about like millions. if you reverse it and Devonte put that kind of smack yeah. on him, yeah. he, you you would but start this, real high. This was not that. And, and, you know, people are like, I, I just sometimes it's like insufferable, man. Sometimes just the reaction that people have to things now in society is just... It's the it's gotcha just, society, man. I, it's I saw somebody try to come at me about this kind of stuff this weekend. It's like everybody's trying to look for the victim, you know, and it's like sometimes it is what it is, man. He's upset. Yeah. Coming off the game. I think you got to kind of read the room a little bit there, right? Like it's kind of your responsibility as a human I, being. I think so. Like that's a Raider coming off the field and they just got stung. Yeah. He's the tall receiver. Like back off a little bit, but... I know that there are going to be people like shaking their heads at this at the radio. Well, no, like, I mean I I do. I really believe that there is like a like are, are we are we human beings anymore? Like I mean, people like, don't you, want to be around each other and they just want to do go this kind of crap. Put a camera in somebody's face in Easy a money, in man. a in a bad moment. Like I I mean again, Devontae Adams should not have done it. All right, no, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have pushed have. him. I'm, I'm with that, but. 
you know, you got to take the apology and move on. I think, but that's not where we're at. You know, litigious society, isn't that what You're, they say? Yeah, I, I just feel like hey, you play with fire, you get burned. We crossed the the, rail, the bridge when Chandler Parsons, who's a multimillionaire, yep, hired more hired a law firm. Let yep. me just put it at that. Yeah, because and, he and, got in a car accident, bro. Yep. that you crossed the rainbow bridge at That's that right. point. If he's doing it now, I think I think in that instance he was like actually injured, and there was but like a drunk the, driver. But there again, his, his level of the cameraman at the Raiders game is when you say my NBA career ended, and I need an, a different amount. Oh, you, now there's I no question about that. To me. Now there is no look. I'm glad Chandler Parsons made it. I'm glad he wasn't seriously injured. Right, he can walk and all that. But his NBA career was over way before that car. We accident. saw it. Yeah. There, wait, there was not much of an NBA career left. You know who Chandler Parsons should have sued? That guy at the restaurant who was a complete imbecile in that video. The guy that came up to him? And, yes. Yeah. That was that was rude and obnoxious, and, uh, in my opinion, over the line. The Grizzlies should sue Chandler Parsons. <laughs> if it, if it, you know, because he did not deliver on like what it. was promised it in that contract, like it, but, right? But he got paid, and I, you, you think the cameraman's going to get paid too? No, oh, he's getting paid. It's just a matter. We will, we'll, it'll be an NDA. He'll have to sign an NDA and all that, so we'll never know. But, yeah. yes, there is no question. This will not be a story uh, next week. Uh, we'll uh. come back. Paul Feinbaum's going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the college football week at Alabama, Tennessee, number three versus number six, a meeting of undefeateds, 2.30 on CBS. Get his thoughts on that, the rest of the SEC, the best team in college football, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. And the Grizzlies come away with a win. Ring it up and put the first division title on the board for your Memphis Grizzlies. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's Grizzlies station. Tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Orlando Magic preseason game number four. We'll have the pregame early at 5.30. The tip at 6 o'clock live from Orlando with Eric Hasseltine on 92.9 FM ESPN. The players, the team, the grind lives on 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Paul Feinbaum, you know him, you love him. Nobody better on college football. Catch him on the Paul Feinbaum Show, SEC Network, ESPN Radio. He's a Memphian. He joins us now. Mr. Feinbaum, how you doing? Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, uh, I'm glad. Every time you remind me of a Memphian, I'm, I wish I could take back that, final, that national championship prediction I gave you guys about a year ago. But anyway, we'll get it right one of these days. That's the nature of, of radio. Nobody remembers except us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the beauty of it. I mean, sometimes they remember, but they won't remember that one. It was because it was to the positive. You know, you, you, were, you were pulling for Memphis, not rooting. They would remember if you were rooting against them. Yeah, no. Well, anyway, it is great to be on. It's been too long, and uh, I was through Memphis the other day, and I thought of you guys, and um, I uh, always – what I'm most surprised about is we have a football game this weekend at the other end of the state of Tennessee that uh, is actually really important. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a perfect place to start. Uh, Tennessee is sixth in the country. Alabama is number three in the country. Both teams are undefeated. Um, does, does, does Tennessee have a realistic shot to pull this off? They do, uh, but I think there are some qualifiers there, John. And, and I think if, if Bryce Young is perfectly uh, healthy, which I don't have any idea whether he will be or not, I think it makes it more difficult. But if there are problems, then I think anything uh, is in play. Tennessee's good enough to certainly uh, to make this uh, a fascinating game. I, I remember, I think it was six years ago, I was up there and it was a top-ten matchup and Butch Jones was carny barking as usual. And there wasn't one Tennessee fan who, who was, wasn't just dyed in the wool orange uh, who believed Tennessee could even make it close. And, of course, it was a blowout like all the, all the important games uh, of Butch Jones' career. This one's different. Uh, I think it's a little easier to call the game on Friday or Saturday than, than today. But this Tennessee team is, is, is unlike one, any I've seen in a long time. And, uh, everybody has already said all the things about Hendon Hooker and Josh Heupel, but they're true. This is not a facade. This is not a mirage. You know, I'm a I'm a Raiders fan, and obviously, I I endured some some tremendous heartbreak last night at the hands of Patrick Mahomes, who now moves to eight and one against the Raiders in his career, and his numbers are just ridiculous. It feels like Nick Saban is sort of the, the Patrick Mahomes to the volunteers because he's, he's never lost to, to, to Tennessee while he's been at Alabama. Um, do, do, you, do you think that, you know, if you're, if you're a Tennessee fan, is it one of those things psychologically where you brace for, like, we can't beat this guy? Or do you go into this because you're undefeated actually believing yourself with Hendon Hooker and the offense and everything else that, hey, this is finally going to be at the time? Just psychologically, what would you advise Tennessee fans to do? Well, I think you have to be confident until I, until I say what I'm about to say. Um, and I realize history is not the most important thing, but Nick Saban has really created a, a lot of nightmares for Tennessee. Uh, remember, uh, what, what was it, uh, 01, uh, the, the SEC championship game, Saban's second year? And Tennessee was on the way to, to playing for a national championship, and they were upset in that game. And then, and then it happened in Saban's first year mm-hmm. uh, at Alabama, and, and they had no business winning this game. By the way, uh, Tennessee was far uh, the far, far the, the far better team, 
Uh, Alabama barely had a winning record, and they upset Tennessee, and it's been uh, downhill ever since. I mean, there have been that one game, the famous Lane Kiffin coach game at, at Tennessee when uh, when Mountain Cody blocked a field goal that would have uh, literally derailed Alabama's national championship. And then there was a close game uh, a couple of years ago. But mostly this has been a disaster. Uh, this has been a blowout on the third Saturday, whatever Saturday it's been on. And, and I think that does play into the psyche. But I think the Florida game a couple of weeks ago helped Tennessee exercise some demons. Uh, I'll know more Friday. Uh, and I think there is confidence. And I think there's confidence because Alabama has just looked like crap, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in two of their biggest games of the year this year, uh, they have played down, and they have a tendency to do that uh, on the road. Uh, you know, the Arkansas game is the outlier, but uh, you know, I think the you know they were they were up by so much. But I I, I think Tennessee if, if Tennessee explodes out of the gate. John, I think they can win the game. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what does it have to look like? You know, we, we've seen so few, uh, you know, losses under Nick Saban in Alabama generally. If, if, if Tennessee is going to do this, is it just going to be a 400-yard game from Hendon Hooker? I mean, is that what it has to look like? I think so. I, I think what you saw Saturday is is really what a, what, a, what, a, what a big Tennessee win looks like is when the other team just helps you along the way. <laughs> when you fumble the opening kickoff, and, and I think that I mean, why, why was the A and M game close? Because uh, Jalen Milrow fumbled three times. He, uh, Alabama missed two field goals. This is one one of the better field goal kickers in the country. And all these uh, all these inexplicable things started happening. And, and that 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 happened against Texas. So uh, I, I mean, I, I'm too ingrained in this Alabama program to waste your audience's time on all the all the things that uh, have happened over the years. But there seems to be a method. And I think I think right now the Alabama offense is a little bit in chaos. Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, is under tremendous fire by the Alabama fans. I mean, there were times during this game that even Saban could be seen on the sideline run the blanking ball. Uh, he get, sometimes can just get too cute. Maybe having uh, Deshaun Watson in, in Houston uh, for two, for a couple of years uh, gave him a false sense of security. But uh, if if Bryce Young is not healthy, then uh, yeah, this this game is definitely up for grabs. We're talking to Paul, Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show right here on 99 FM ESPN. Paul, is it obvious to you who the best team in America is? No. Uh, I uh, I do this every Sunday morning on ESPN is where you, you rank the teams. And, you know, by the way, everybody in America does this. Uh I believe I've had three straight uh, – in the last three weeks, I've had three different teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's where we are. Uh, to me, it looks like maybe Ohio State's the best team right now. Uh, but, you know, Alabama wins Saturday and, and they're the best team. And, 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 by the way, it means nothing. Uh, we're just all – it's like the Heisman race. Uh, who you got? And it doesn't mm-hmm. make a bit of difference because it's going to change 15 times before December. Shane Beamer? Yes? No? Like I go back and forth with, and maybe it's the job itself. Um, but that was a that was a. I know it was against the backup quarterback at Kentucky, but still it was there, and they needed it, buddy. They needed it bad. Um, what do you think of, of him as a coach and and just his tenure at South Carolina so far? I think his emotion is infectious. I talked to one of his players yesterday, and and it does matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it enough though? Uh, I think ultimately mm-hmm. you know, he has been a mess in the big games. Uh, the big games are Georgia and Clemson. 
uh, you know, he's just been ransacked in both in, 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 in all in, in all of his encounters. Uh, that, it was a big game because without winning that game, their their season was gone. They, they have another big game coming up, and I know I'm getting to like deep in the SEC Network weeds here, but A and M goes there next week. And if they can get that win, uh, I think then he's he's really back in in terms of having a pretty good season. Any, I mean, look, I I know they won't regret it, like practically, because the money is going and the and the prestige and the exposure is going to be that much better. But like, I I don't know, like I kind of fear for Oklahoma a little bit coming over to the SEC. Like, I think there's a chance that they could, you know, as the kids say, F around and find out that it ain't, it ain't going to be what you thought it was going to Texas, I think, I, I am more, like, I am more willing to say, okay, they can sort of sustain it. They can be who they were. I have major questions about Oklahoma structurally coming over to the SEC. Do you share those, or do you think that Oklahoma will still be able to do what they do? With Brent Venables as the head coach, I share that. <laughs> I think he is a complete disaster. And, I, and there was so much hype about him coming in uh, and anti-Lincoln Riley stuff, and, and I can't imagine anyone in Oklahoma feeling good about this. And I, I'm not trying to stir something up here, John, when I bring this up. Yeah. But uh, John he- uh, Josh Heifel is one of the most you know, famous quarterbacks in modern Oklahoma history. He got fired there. Uh, he won a national championship, came in second in the Heisman, and Bob Stoops fired him. And, and Lincoln Riley came in, and it turned out to be a good decision. And there is bad blood. Uh, there's bad feelings right now. I would figure out a way to, to make those feelings better uh, and, uh, and start talking to Josh Heupel and say, Josh, listen, uh, this, this is what uh, your alma mater is always going to be. It's like family. Um, would you consider an offer to come home? Uh, we'll buy you out. We'll offer you uh, half, of, half of the state of Oklahoma, but we need you. And, and frankly, I think that's their only way out. I don't think Venables could do it. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach in an era when it's all about the offense. Yeah, I'm always against that generally. I mean, not to you know, not not as as a you know, uh, you know, a, a prejudice, right? But I mean, in the end, you know, in, in Memphis, if, as as an example, Memphis hired an offensive line coach, and even that's not flashy enough. You know, like you you have to. You know, to put butts in seats and to really have people yeah. buying in and believing, yeah, you got to win, but you got to put up 40 points in the meantime, too. It's so true. And, you know, that, that's, the, that's the era of college football that we're living in right now. And uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always wondered about guys that, you know, that, uh, you know, how many times did you read where Brent Venables is going to stay and stay in Clemson, wants to make sure his kids graduate, this happens, and then. He turns a bunch of jobs down, and there's just something wrong about it. And, and you just cannot lose 49 to nothing mm-hmm. to your biggest rival, who, by the way, hasn't done anything. Uh, it wasn't like you, know, you lose to Alabama 49 to nothing or, or Georgia. And, and I think sometimes you can never come back from, from a loss like that. And with the clock ticking, and John, I think Oklahoma and Texas will be in the SEC in 24. So that basically gives you next year, yeah. and it's it, that's not enough time uh, because this program has flatlined. We're talking to Paul Feinbaum here on the Jason and John Show. Uh, catch him on the Paul Feinbaum Show. You know him, you love him. Has Mike Leach stabilized at Mississippi State? Got a big one over the weekend against Arkansas, a resounding win. Has he found his footing there? I think so. Uh, because that, uh, we were there over the weekend, and, and I, I, I sensed a, a tremendous amount of enthusiasm. 
And they've got a real shot at continuing it this week with a, a beat-up Kentucky team. And, you know, he's quirky, he's, he's bizarre, everything that's already been said, but I do think he's got a really good program going. I, I would hate to be him if he ends up losing three straight to Lane Kiffin. You, you know how important mm-hmm. that is, sitting mm-hmm. where you are right now. But I think if, he, he may have done enough uh, to overcome that, uh, assuming the rest of the season goes well. Um, I'm sure you you uh, you're probably not getting a ton of SWAT questions, but uh, th- there was a there was a dust up over the weekend with Deion Sanders at Jackson State and the coach at Alabama State. I'm more interested in what you think of Dion as a future college coach. I don't think he's going to be at Jackson State for the rest of his career. He clearly has aspirations to move up. They're undefeated. They're killing everybody in the SWAC. How soon do you think we see Dion in the quote-unquote mainstream, and do you think he's got what it takes to be successful at that level? I do. I think he has everything that it takes. And I, and I, I wouldn't have told you that two years ago, but uh, it, it looked early on like Dion. it was just Dion being prime, uh, Coach Prime. It was all about him. And in some ways it still is. But, mm-hmm. but he, he's bringing such attention to that program, John, I think what, what he has to be careful of is taking, uh, making sure he doesn't take the wrong job. Right. People have talked about him for Auburn. That's the wrong job. You have to go someplace where people are, are progressive, they're forward-thinking, and that they literally give you the keys. Because Dion will, will upset a lot of people uh, if, if, if he goes to the wrong place. So yeah, it's, hard to, it's hard to identify exactly what job that is right now because there, 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 there are a lot more openings. But I think he'll make a move. And you know, is Florida State where he goes? Uh, you guys obviously have a, a lot of interest in Mike Norvell. Uh, every time you think that guy is about to get out of trouble, <laughs> he screws it up. He, he, he really does. That was a tough one over the weekend. You know, I was like, I was, I was happy. He's like three and zero. He's beating LSU, and then he's giving it back. He's giving it back. So, yeah, I, I think to that point, I think the parallels between Deion Sanders and Penny Hardaway are uncanny. They both piss yeah. off the old guard. Uh, they, they, they both sort of are the famous former player um, in their respective sports, and they do it a different way. So I do. I think if you're Dion, you don't worry about Auburn. You don't worry about no, you know, any kind of other you know, middling Big 12 job. You're just waiting out Mike Norvell at Florida State. Because is there any doubt that Dion's going to be the guy when that job opens? No. Uh, and again, you know, it doesn't matter that they disrespected him in the past. That happens everywhere. Yep. Um, and that's just the nature of the game. They did not take him seriously, but the, frankly, there was no reason to take him seriously. But yep. you th- just think about him in the ACC, and that's a league that is in such desperate need of ex- excitement. Uh, I mean, they got a bad TV deal. Uh, they've got their top four schools looking to bail out uh, if and when we get into uh, more conference realignment. Uh, and there's no real buzz, and Dion would turn the league upside down. Yeah, and, and and the state of Florida, I think, is is there for the taking in in, in those. Oh, uh, absolutely, right? Because I mean, we'll see on Billy Napier, right? We don't know, we don't know. So I think it's it's as fertile for Florida State as it has been in a long time. Want to ask you over the weekend? I don't know if you saw it. It was on ESPN standalone game, Memphis absolutely with a heartbreaker uh blowing a 19 point lead in the fourth quarter becoming the first team in fbs this season to do that if ryan silverfield were an sec coach we would be taking calls yesterday today about him needing to be fired right that's just the nature of the beast um how do you evaluate him if you're the university of memphis it hasn't been bad per se it just hasn't been 
what it used to be. Uh, I, 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 you know, I use a word you hear a lot, uh, but, but I think coaches need to be evaluated on trajectory. Um, it, you know, it was a terrible loss, and I, did, I do keep up with Memphis. Um, I was sitting at the airport a couple, two weeks ago while there was a game going on, and I was thinking, and when I left Ole Miss, I was, I, I was thinking, can I, can I run out there and maybe catch a, catch a few minutes of this game? Um, I, I think when people quit showing up, when people quit yeah. talking about it, uh, it's probably time to get rid of uh, the coach and bring somebody in who can get, you, get your, 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 your students and your fan base energized. And it's, it's really that simple. This is a big business now, John, and the, the one-loss record is not the most important thing. It's, it's which way is your program going? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And then last thing, because we have asked you about this time and time again, we finally got a conclusion and and Penny Hardaway and the University of Memphis were pretty much exonerated. Everything that happened with James Wiseman, the IARP determined it was not an impermissible benefit. Um, obviously, it's a it's a happy day for the University of Memphis to get that win over the NCAA. But I also found myself going back to James Wiseman, who was robbed of his only season in college with the coach he moved to Memphis to play for in high school in Penny Hardaway, that was taken away from him wrongfully. And he has no recourse. He's not going to come back and, 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 and you know go at the NCAA. He's making millions in the NBA. He's moved on with his life. But I don't know. I found myself – it was not a victimless situation. And I, I think the collateral damage was college basketball was robbed of that season and James Wiseman was as well. It was. And it, it, it is a travesty and a tragedy. Uh, I think the NCAA is in a better spot than it, than it was in the past because, quite frankly, almost nobody cares about it anymore. Uh, I mean, there is blatant cheating going on in, in college football and college basketball, and everyone looks the other way because there's 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 just no there's there's no check and balance. It, it's such so it's so selective. You guys know that probably better than any any city in, in America. And I'm glad nothing came out of it uh, in terms of you know moving forward. Because, but and I, but I think the, the the lines are so blurred right now for the obvious reasons. With that, Paul, I appreciate your time as always, my friend. Always great to catch up. Thank you. Thank you very much. He is Paul Feinbaum. Uh, catch him on the Paul Feinbaum show. Great visit with him uh, as always. And 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 you know I think he's absolutely right on a number of fronts. Whether it's Memphis football, whether it's you know the NCAA, so. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate his takes and his uh, his outlook as always. We'll come back. Trista Crick is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to her. NBA season getting underway. Uh, we'll of course talk about that absolutely tragic loss last night. Still can continuing to try to compartmentalize that. We're going through it today here on the show. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 